Episode number 485 with Andy Frisella. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. a treat today. Andrew Frisella is in the house. He's a mega entrepreneur, innovator, motivator, and he calls himself a regular dude. He is the founder of Supplement Superstores and First Form International, multi-multi-million dollar companies that manufacture and sell nutritional, weight loss, and fitness products. He's also the host of the MFCEO podcast, and boy, did I learn a lot about Andy today. He has an incredible story, unbelievable things that he's overcome. I love some of the stuff we talk about where his entrepreneur journey for the first like seven years, he didn't make any money launching his business and all the things that he learned along the way on how to grow his business to being a $100 million plus business over the time he's been doing this. Incredible stuff of what he's overcome. He's about to share with you quickly in the beginning of this interview the things that he had to do, uh, where he's come from, and how he's gotten to where he's at. I think it could apply to anyone listening. And what we talk about are how to use social media the smart way in your businesses, what happened to Andy in college that changed his whole viewpoint on life. It's unbelievable the things he went through, how adversity tells you what someone is actually made of, what the zero option mentality is, he's going to talk more about that, and the difference between managing and leading a team. So for all you entrepreneurs listening who are looking to grow a team, between managing a team uh, at a company and growing and leading a team, what the difference is and how to get more results with any team you're on. I am super pumped about this one, guys. Make sure to share it with your friends right now, lewishouse.com slash 485. And tag me at Lewis Howes and Andy Frisella on social media to let us know you're listening. And before we dive in, I want to give a quick shout out to the iTunes review of the week. And this is from Prongs216, who says, my name is Logan Meek, and I just wanted to thank you, Lewis. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in February of this year. But because of the inspiring messages you give, I am not only determined to overcome this obstacle myself, but to also try to help inspire others affected by mental illness to realize it is nothing to be ashamed of and it cannot prevent you from achieving greatness. You are a true inspiration and a fantastic role model. Logan Meek, that warms my heart and uh, just know that there is support there for you. There are people that want to lift you up and to guide you throughout this journey as I know that adversity and that challenge uh, cannot be a fun situation. But I love the positive mindset you have in setting up the right habits and the rituals and routines to keep you on track to achieving your vision as opposed to going down a dark path. So big shout out to Logan Meek and you are the iTunes review of the week. If you guys want to leave a review and you haven't yet, and you want to get a chance to be the review of the week, go to iTunes.com slash greatness. All right, guys, get ready to be inspired and to learn so much about building a business and what it takes to grow anything with the one, the only Andy Frisella. (music) 
I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20PUREleaf. That's promo code 20PUREleaf for 20% off. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com com slash greatness netsuite.com slash greatness again head to netsuite.com slash greatness welcome everyone back to the school of greatness podcast we've got annie frisilla in the house What's good up, to brother? see you man good to see you too man very excited about this we uh we connected probably two years ago i would yeah. say maybe a little over two years ago and the thing i love about you is you're such a giver and you just reached out to me and you said hey how can i support you and I had my book coming out around that time, and you just bought a bunch of books, and you said, hey, I'll just support you however I can. Yeah. You never ask for anything, and you've just been always a giver. And uh, that's what I love about you the most, and that's the way I like to approach my life. And I know it's paid off for you you know, a thousand times over by having that approach. Your company is a is it a $100 million-plus company, yeah, right? Yeah, we do about 150 160 this year. 150 yeah. But who's counting, you know? Yeah, right. And, uh but the thing I love about it is, you know, it wasn't always doing that well. You know, I think you said in the first few years, first seven years, it took to get over $700 a month. Yeah. Right. It yeah. took seven years to yeah. get over $700 a month. Our first three years, we, we uh, I mean, our f- humble beginnings doesn't begin to ex- describe where we came from. You know <laughs> Less than humble right. beginnings. Yeah. Uh, we started out with literally uh, $12,000 that we had from painting the parking lot stripes. Like that was our summer wow. job. Okay. And, yeah. and that, and, and when you're 19, 18 years old, it was, it was That's pretty good, good money, job. man. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's good money. So me and Chris, my business partner, we had like 12 grand. We, uh, we, we said, okay, we're going to start a tanning salon. And, uh, in St. Louis. Yeah. In St. Louis. Right. <laughs> and no, we were in, we were in Springfield, Missouri. Oh, okay, so, uh, we were at college and, 
uh, one tanning bed was like 50 grand. We're like, okay, well, we've got 12, so we can't even do that. Right. So we're like, let's start selling vitamins. Uh-huh. Don't ask me where it came from. Sure. And um, so we we uh, we couldn't find anybody to rent the space to us uh, because we were kids. We didn't have any credit. For like a store, you mean? Store yeah, front, for yeah. a storefront. And uh, we went around, and we found this guy, and he said, well, we'll rent to you for a 1000 bucks a month, but you got to pay up front. So that took all our money. Wow. Uh, so for us to finance the rest of the, the store, we had to go get credit cards and we put everything on a credit card. We built all the shelves ourselves, uh, from, you know, stuff that we got at home Depot and, uh, basically lived at the back of that store on and off for two years. Um, until, you know, we could even afford an apartment. Wow. Yeah. So it was uh, very, very, very humble. Our first day we sold seven bucks. It took us, uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, eight months. Something. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, the, the second two days, the third, the second and third day, we sold zero. So really, yeah. So seven was a big day for us back then. It's deflating, right? Yeah, yeah. You make a little, then you make nothing. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and when you start a business, you think that it's just going to come flooding in, and uh, it was a reality check really quick. You think everyone's going to buy? You've got this great idea, right? And and, and everybody puts so much weight on their friends, like, oh, all my friends are going to support me. No, it's not enough. They're not. No, they're not, and it's not enough even if they did they say they might right but until they write a check or give the credit card or right pay, they're not right that's why i always talk about i don't care how good your ideas or services you think it is sell it first this is what i like to do sell something first right. whether it be a service a software a coaching a course mm-hmm. supplements do the kickstarter method right and see if people actually pay you for right. it. Then you can go create it right. and launch it. Yeah. As opposed to like investing all this yeah, we're, up front. We're in the, an amazing time in the ability to test things. Absolutely. You, know, you couldn't do that back No, then. that was 99. Wow. So, I mean, um, you know, it was either you made it work or you got a business. Yeah. And so. Uh, There's no social media. There's right. no digital marketing. No. Right. And the only way that we could get word of mouth out was literally uh, every day I got in my car, drove up and down the streets knocking door to door to meet people passing out flyers yeah, or man. something anything that we could do anything so it was uh very different than it is now yeah um, but the principles are still the same right mm-hmm. you know get people to like you make friends um you know build relationships a lot of people rely so heavily on technology now when if they took it back a few steps they could be a lot more successful yeah it's all about partnerships and relationships and you've done an amazing job with that over the years and something else that i love that you've done is there's so many traditional businesses that were around in 99 2000 whatever that grew and became successful and as digital media and online marketing and video and all these different platforms that we have became available they didn't go and innovate right with the rest of they didn't transition they stayed in that space right and And they're, they're dying they're dying right yeah, dude, that's that's one thing that I think is that I'm very proud of yeah. uh, is that we've been able to build a successful company pre-social mm-hmm. and then and then also another company, uh, first form post-social. Mm. So the Superstores was the first thing. Yeah, the Supplement vitamin, Superstores. That's supplement a brick stores. and mortar retail company. Yeah. We still own that company. Yeah. Um, and those are all over the all US over or the Midwest. Midwest. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you know, but. The perspective that we gained from having the uh, the brick and mortar before mm-hmm. pre-social allowed us to learn so many great lessons about how to actually utilize social to engage people. Yeah. And uh, it's not just, you know, hey, click a like or uh, right. share a photo. You know, it's about creating real relationships through yes. this tool. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like a lot of people and a lot of uh, companies now, what, I've, what I observe is that they look at social and the internet and all these conveniences we have as the main way to, to connect when in reality, the main way to connect is still going to be this. That's it. We're just going to use this as an accessory to that. To reach more people. Exactly. But if we're not 
And that's why I think it's so important for people like me and you to continue to be on the phone with people to continue to yeah. meet in person, right. continue to go to the events where people are right. at, especially the bigger partners or entrepreneurs, because that's where we do deals. Right. And that's where we build relationships, yeah. build like and trust. Dude, it, it's it's everything still. Yeah. And so many people are discounting the the face to face that sit down and break bread. Shake a hand. You got to do it. Dude, it's it's still everything. It's always going to be everything. Yeah. You know, the best part about social is that it's just, it's an accelerator to the stories that are told about you. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not how you should build the story. It's how you should let the technology tell the stories that you create here. Yeah. You know? No, it's powerful. And I love the, the story. I didn't know the full story. I don't want to hear it. That you got stabbed. And, and this was what, 13 years ago? Um, It was... Yeah, but it was 2003. So this is after a few years after your, uh, you launched the supplement store. Mm-hmm. You're what, 20? 20, 23. 20 years old. Yeah. You um, are walking home from a bar with a neighbor. Is that right? right? Yeah. And, and yeah. she's Mexican. Yeah. And you start. someone starts yelling uh, racial slurs right. at her. Yeah. And then what happens? And, uh, Your ego gets in the way, and <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like, dude, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a red blooded uh, protector, defender, blue collar dude, man, from Missouri. You of know, course, I'm not, I feel you. Yeah, I'm not gonna let somebody talk that kind of stuff, you know. And, yeah. and uh, so we got into. Was he drunk too? I'm assuming it was yeah, like a whole. Oh, dude, it came out. He was on all kinds of drugs. That oh, was his wow. defense in court. It was oh, I was wow. high. I almost killed you, but I was high, so you wow. should let me off. But wow. anyhow, um, yeah, man, and. Uh, so what happened? He starts yelling slurs. Yeah, he was in a car, and I walked. He was parked in front of my apartment. So mm-hmm. he's yelling at me. This is St. Louis. Yeah, in Springfield. Okay. Yeah. So he's yelling at me, and we're going back and forth, and he's parked directly in front of my where I was living. So I couldn't. We're having this argument, and, I, and if I walk in, he knows. He knows where I live, yeah. right? So I walk up to the car. We start arguing through the car. Uh, we get in like a little altercation through the window of the car. Really? All right. And he rolls my arm up in the car. And, uh, and I turn around to walk away and I, I pretend like I'm going to call the police and I say, Hey man, I'm calling the cops, you know, get out of here. And you know, I'm trying to keep it clean on your show, sure, sure. but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yes, with other words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and I turn my back and you were like, Hey man, yeah, I'm going like, to go call the cops. Right. 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 Hey buddy. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the way you're talking to my girl. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so you know, so you turn around. I turn around, yeah. and he came up behind me, and he stabbed me here, and oh he's trying gosh. to stab me in the throat. So, like, you could see he, it here a little. Wow, bit he my came beard. from behind and tried to like. Yeah, and I heard him right behind me, and I turned like that, and that blocked him from stabbing me. Oh in the my throat. gosh, yeah. man! And then when I turned around, I didn't know he stabbed me. I thought he punched me, and because uh, it probably it, so it fast happened quick, and, yeah. right? And um, dang, that's hard. Just yeah, right. And and so I turn around, and then he stabbed me here, here, and then in the back. And uh, wow, man. And I ended up like choking on my own blood and like falling on the ground. And I mean, it was pretty brutal stuff. And uh, the last thing I remember um, is riding to the hospital in the ambulance and the, before I passed out and the, the, the nurse or the EMT saying in the radio, you know, I, I can't stop the bleeding. I don't know how to stop. She's like freaking out. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm going to die. Yeah, I'm dead. So, uh, you know, I wake up in the hospital and, you know, my face is all stitched up and, uh, you know, and it was, uh, that was kind of the easy part of it. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, you can take the pain. You yeah. Can take the, like the, yeah. But my face swelled up like real big for oh like, the, for like a year because he severed a blood vessel and it oh kept leaking. Oh my gosh, man. And, um, so my face was like, and I don't have any feeling on this side of my face at all anymore. Can't feel it all here. Mm-mm. So like when I smile, like it doesn't go up. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's like totally dead over here still. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, it was, you know, it was rough because, uh, you know, my face was completely disfigured. You know, I mean, it's gotten way, way better with time. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, for you years know, it was like, yeah, it was, it looked like terrible. And hard uh, to look at yourself. Yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, it's an overnight thing and you can't fix it. And I didn't have the money to have surgery or fix it or anything. Oh, man. And, um, and so I got, you know, that's your face, man. You know, like I'm in college, I'm in the prime of my youthful years. Right. You know what I mean? I'm out chasing girls and having fun. And all of a sudden now I've got like this screwed up face and, uh, it's not so fun anymore. No, man, it was not. And then I'm in retail. So like I'm dealing with people all the day. So I have people that come up and they either, they either do one of two things. They either look at the ground mm. while they're talking to you or they look at you and they're like, dude, what happened to your face? So you get one or two reactions and that would just further like how it was people were noticing and how you felt and you have to constantly say what the happened, the story or right, make something right. up. Yeah. I just like, made up all the time. I told yeah. people I got in a car accident. Right. You know, yeah, of course. and, um, but, but, uh, you know, I got really depressed, man. Like, mm. um, like real depressed, like, yeah. uh, like suicidal depressed for probably two, three years wow. to where I was totally, you know, I mean, dude, you're not getting that back. Yeah. And I still don't have it back. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and when at that time in your life, I don't have. I'm not successful. I'm not really seeing any traction. You're not making money. The business isn't growing. No, I don't have anything. I'm, I'm just like, you know, this, this is what the, f you know? Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, man. Um, and then you start feeling sorry for yourself and you start going down that, that, yeah. you know, that it's a spiral, man. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you start adding fuel to the fire and, and, uh, and, and just go into that dark place and, and, and constantly staying there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And feeling sorry for yourself and, and it just spirals and you get to a point where you, you know, you're like, well, what's the point of this? This is, yeah. this is not fun. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, you know, I, I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason and that you have to pay attention for things to happen, why they happen and look for them. But I learned that in one, basically in one moment, um, I was, uh, I was walking through, um, it was an IGA, which I don't even know if you guys know what that is out here. It's is that a, like a, a drive through It's like a grocery gro store. Yeah. Yes, of course. It's Midwest. like an old rural, rural type yes, store. Of course. So, yes. Um, Isn't that they have a drive through too or no? I don't know. Do you know in, the, in Ohio, we have uh, drive through where you can like pick up beer. Do you guys have that? Like package liquor? You can like pick up anything like snacks, beer. Really? You like drive through. Yeah, we don't through. have that. This must be an Ohio thing. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. It's weird, man. Yeah. But <laughs> so you got IGA. I, yeah. So I'm walking through, uh, you know, pushing my cart down the aisle yeah. and I come to the T at the aisle and I'm like looking like this and I hit this cart and I'm like, oh, you know, and I look around and at this time I'm like very antisocial. I'm not looking at people. I'm looking at the floor all the time. Yeah. Um, totally the opposite of what I am now. Mm -hmm. um, and I look up and there's this person there that i like and i say thing because i didn't know if it was a male or a female because its face had been like completely burned off no way yeah like completely burned off and it was wearing like a bucket hat no face so like you couldn't tell no i couldn't tell if it was a male or female wow. it ended up being a female um yeah. but she, so she looks at me and i look at her and she looks back at me and i look at her and she looks at me and she goes dude, what the f happened to your face? Like, <laughs> yeah, like she knew that I knew and like made a joke, like she knew, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was like an instant connection. And dude, I just busted out laughing and we started talking 
And uh, it turns out she was in a plane crash and her oh. whole family had died in a small oh plane. Gosh. She's the only one that lived. And, uh, you know, total, I mean, total disfigurement. You couldn't see. You couldn't, no. yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, and so uh, we spent like 10, 15 minutes talking. And, uh, dude, I walked out of that store feeling the best I'd ever felt in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so the perspective change was instant. And, uh, you know, I got over all the, the negative shit, like literally in a 10-minute in a conversation. Wow. Um, and I never saw that lady again, never talked to her again. Uh, you know, it just totally changed my whole perspective on everything. Yeah. And uh, it was a, a powerful thing, man. What you, was you the – what did you do after that? Did you commit to some vision? Did yeah, you, you know, I just and- started uh, – looking for what w- what the good things were about it and and there was some good things uh for example you know when i was when you're building a business one of the biggest challenges is is that you want people to remember you and know who you are and 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 they so, remembered your face yeah, so like <laughs> so like i would go places and this was happening before i met this lady obviously yeah. but i wasn't paying attention to it as something that was positive right right so like i would go to a trade show or go to an event and people would say oh yeah you know andy the dude with the stars, <laughs> right? And and I would get pissed, but at the same, but now I'm like looking at, it, I'm like, wait, mm. I could use this yeah, Scarface Andy, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And uh, and so I would go to these national trade shows and meet people, and they would remember me like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it was it was already happening. I just wasn't seeing it as a good thing, mm. you know. And uh, and then I was like, okay, this this I could use this, mm. and uh, you know, it started working in my in my favor. Yeah. It, based solely off my ability to see it in a different way yeah that's you amazing know, yeah. there's a you know there's a principle from my book where i talk about from all the people i've interviewed they always have some type of adversity that they turn into their advantage right and that's what you did yeah you had this adversity you're that like was- the alchemist of 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 everything but that's especially it. adversity that's it you know and yeah. i think that's a i think that's a trait amongst all successful people i yeah. think if you see or talk to or get in a conversation deep enough with somebody who's actually built something of their life, they're going to be able to tell you something that was terrible and they're going to be able to show you how they saw it as an advantage. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a huge key. You know, how many things do we hear about from the average Joe that, you know, we, you or I, or any of these other guys could look at and be like, wait, dude, this is actually a good thing. If you look at it this way, no, 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 it's terrible. Yeah. I'm like, okay. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all 
already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, if you ask anyone who's made a difference in the world or anyone who's kind of a massive business, any great athlete, whatever it may be, scientist, doctor, it doesn't matter who it is, if they've if they're at the top of their game, they've gone through some extreme adversity some point in their life. Right. Maybe it was when they were eight. Maybe it was when they are 28. Right. Maybe it was when they are 48. Right. But they've gone through something extreme that they've had to overcome. Right. And, dude, those things are the things that are going to teach you what to do when things go wrong, how to, how to react. Uh, they're going to give you your strength. They're going to mm. give you your competitive advantage. And people spend so much time trying to seek the comfort mm. that society tells us we have to have. Right. They say – oh, well, get a safe job and marry and have 2.5 kids and do all this shit that like is considered safe. Mm -hmm. And people seek the, the, the path of least resistance. And by doing that, they avoid all these things that could potentially end up making them so much more fulfilled, impactful, yeah. and all the great things that you know make people uh, quote-unquote successful, mm -hmm. not just financially, but in right. any area. Right. You know? Where do you think you'd be if you didn't get in that fight that night? Dude, I don't think I would. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I would be here. You know what I mean? Because it's, it was that impactful on, on how I see my whole worldview yeah. um, that I just don't know that, what could have. That's why I say, like, I actually look back now and I'm like, dude, that happened for a specific reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was, you know, I was out drinking a lot and like getting in scraps with people mm -hmm. and just doing dumb kid shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it straightened me out like instantly yeah. and got me focused on business. It got me focused you know, on the path I am now, I certainly wouldn't, I, I don't know, man. I don't think it would be uh, anything like what you have now. Yeah. It'd be a totally different life. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I tell people all the time, I think it's the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I get, whenever my injuries were the best thing that happened to me, the right. things that got me out of that, my, my sports career got me thinking differently. Right. It got me thinking bigger. Right. And I went through, you know, a period of time where I was depressed and like, what was me type of attitude right. and, and pissed off at the world. But then I was like, let me make something of this and figure it out. Right. And I think we need those. If I would have never got injured and never had any pain, like, you wouldn't be who you are. Be here. Right. Yeah, yeah. And now what you're doing is so much bigger yeah. on the big picture exactly. scale. And you're dude. And the great thing about that is I was an athlete too, is yeah. that now you have your whole career ahead of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm like, not like right. just You're not getting now. retired. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, that's, you know, I think about that a lot too, because I always you know, wanted to be a pro athlete growing up and, yeah. you know, you football player, right? Or? Yeah. 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 And my brother uh, played minor league ball and mm -hmm. baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were, you know, it was always like something that we dreamt about, mm -hmm. you know, and then when those things didn't happen, you're like, kind of, you're like, and that, that played into my whole depression. I'm like, dude, mm -hmm. I'm, 
you know, I failed at this. I I failed at that. I'm not, you know, faces messed yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> no, I can't. I can't meet any girls. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like all the things. My business sucks. Right. I'm yeah. worthless. Right. Why even be here? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think there's so many people that are like that that just have not had an experience that snapped them out of it, or chosen to actually think about like, hey, what could I do with the situation I have to make good of it, as opposed to f- going down in the dark hole. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, I don't know. It's interesting to see how people react to adversity. It I is. think it, I think it defines just about everything productive out of somebody's existence. Now, do you feel like this? This because that was a big trauma of yours. Do you feel like that trauma still affects you in a negative way today, or have you kind of been um, able to process it and move through it in a way? No, where- I think I'm pretty good. I'm I'm the only thing that I think it still uh, sticks with me about it is that, um, well. A couple things. One, I'll say this. Uh, if you're somebody who, because I think a lot of people see people who are in wheelchairs or who are deformed or have differences, and they try to like look away because they're uncomfortable, don't do that. Like That makes people feel like total dog shit. You know what I mean? So when you see somebody who is in a wheelchair or who is different, go out of your way to say hi. Those people are normal people too. Because I think that was one of the things that really affected me at the time mm. was the way that other people would just like, they would look at you and look away. Cause they didn't want to feel like they were staring. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, dude, I know I got this. Like you're not, <laughs> yeah. it's okay to look, Yeah. say hi. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, that was one thing that I think um, has always stuck with me since then. So I try to make sure that I go out of my way to make people who are different feel comfortable. Mm. Um, and I always like to say that when I tell the story, because I don't think people really think about how impactful that is on people. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, negative wise, I would say the only thing negative, and it's, I don't even know if it's negative, but that still sticks with me about it is I'm just very aware of my surroundings all the time because it happens so quick. Uh, the actual act of it mm-hmm. that like, you know, I'm just very, not, yeah. not nervous, but I'm like <laughs> aware. aware when I'm around people, I'm very aware yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, I don't have any knives around me. Don't right, worry. Right. Yeah. No <laughs> my hands are in yeah. plain sight. And, and so it makes me, it, sometimes it makes it hard for me to relax. Yeah. You know, when I'm in a, like a crowd, I get a little. I get a little, not nervous, but just mm. on edge. You never know. Right. It could be anything. There's yeah. a bunch of people up around right. you. It's exactly. Like- and so I think that's something, that would be the only thing I would say negative that stuck with me. All the other yeah. things that's come with it positive. You know, the, um, you know, I had to let go and forgive that dude uh, a you, long time ago. Were you able to? Yeah. I mean, I didn't talk to him, but I mean, I don't, I don't wish bad on him. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm. like everybody's like, oh, don't you wish all these bad things? I'm like, no, because that. You know, he 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 went to jail. He he, he did went, go to jail. Yeah, for three years he spent in jail. Right. You know, that, that's a considerable amount of time. Yeah. More than I want to spend in jail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Uh, but you know, people do dumb shit, and yeah. I I'm sure he probably learned his lesson. And and I'm hopefully, hopefully. yeah, you know, yeah. and maybe not. But I I can't hold on to that. It's not going to help you. No, it's going to hurt me. Yeah. And uh, you know, I don't have any animosity about the situation. And and quite honestly, you know, like I said, I really do believe it's one of the best things that ever happened. So how can I? I can't feel good about it in one way and then be bat- mad about it another way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you could go back to that night, would you do anything differently? No. Yeah, I wouldn't. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, like I went to my friend, my 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 really good friend in St. Louis, Mike Nyack, is a, is a plastic, facial plastic surgeon. He's mm-hmm. president of facial plastic surgery. And he asked me the other day, he's like, man, do you want me to fix it? Yeah. And I'm like, no. Mm. He's like, because I can, you know, I can afford it now. Right. You know? <laughs> but, uh, I'm like, no, I'm like, you know, it's part of who I am. I, mm. You know, if I get a fix, it's going to take away from that. So yeah. I just, wow. Yeah. And 
I'm curious, why didn't he, you know, finish you off? If you're laying there on the ground, why didn't he just like, Oh, dude, my, fr- my buddy who still works, he, my buddy who runs the distribution for First Form uh, was with me. Like, oh. and he was like 10 yards away and like tackled the dude. Really? Yeah. So like he didn't know, nobody, dude, it happened so quick. You couldn't have, it was dark. He didn't like, know he even had a knife no, probably. He was just right. like, oh, what happened? Right. He just punched you or something? Yes, exactly. And, and uh, <sighs> he like tackled the dude and pulled him off of me and the dude ran. Oh. And then uh, uh, there was a police officer in a parking lot that was adjacent that I happened to actually know. Wow. Like, I know this dude. He witnessed the whole thing. So, like, when it, you know, he ended, the guy ended up pleading guilty because it was a, there was, it was a solid. Proof. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, wow. But, yeah. So, I mean, my my buddy who I'm still, you know, my best friend, he's in my wedding and he works for me. He and, saved your Yeah. Wow. So, Crazy. What happened to that guy's car? I'm curious. To his car. The guy, oh, the, <laughs> dude, he got in the car and drove off. And oh, he got he, in the car. Yeah, and, and he drove wow. off, and then the the cops pulled him over like a block away. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I was gonna say so. if that was if that was your buddy, and I would have tackled him, I would have been like beating his car. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. No man, stabbing everything. Yeah, you know, it like, was the, uh, it, the tires. And, dude, it was it was so fast. Like it was like like it sounds like this big long story. No, it was it's like, like ten seconds. Right. It was like thirty seconds max. But it seemed like forever, probably. Right. right? Yeah. And I I mean when I live it, it's like that. You know, it's weird how things are like. You ever been in a car wreck and like uh, you're like hitting shit and then all of a sudden it gets quiet and you're like waiting for something else to happen? Yeah. It's like that. Oh, wow, you know? man. That's crazy. Yeah. So were you just like holding your neck the whole time or what were you doing? You didn't no, even dude, put it away. I didn't like, know. I thought I still didn't know that he had stabbed me. So I started swallowing my own blood. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And uh, the, 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 the cop called the ambulance and. It was there, like quick. Yeah, super quick. Wow. And they're like, "You got to go. We're taking." I'm like, "I'm like, no, I'm fine." <laughs> yeah, because I thought I thought the guy, like he had just beat me up, right? You know, and and uh, I was just busted open. And they're like, "Dude, this guy's like, you know, he's got you in the face here. Yeah, he's got a big gash, probably then a big yeah, gash." This here. one was like hanging open, like oh. to the bone. Yeah, and this one here was through my face uh. into my teeth. Eey. Yeah. Gosh, man. Yeah. So it was uh, it was brutal. But you had so much adrenaline, you probably weren't yeah, aware dude, of what no, was. No, you wouldn't be any different. Nobody yeah, would. Be like, They're like, uh, I'm good. Yeah. Let's go. I was going to shop. Take me up. Right. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be I wasn't trying to be a badass. I was right, just right. didn't realize how bad it was. Wow. Gosh, man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy story. Now were yeah. you this big? Like were you like a big strong guy back then or were you like No, yeah. No, I was just like a little little wiener. Yeah. You were a skinny guy then? No, dude. No, I didn't on, know. Man. I was like born this big. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if you were like Jack no, I, Yeah, no, I was like, I was in good shape. You wow. Know? I was like 250 and like lean. Like Gosh, this dude man. was like, and that was like the thing because uh, my buddy Scott was like, this guy was like 180 and like just kicked my ass. Yeah, a knife. Yeah, doesn't right. matter how big you right. are. You got a knife or a gun. Right. It doesn't right. matter. Nowadays, it doesn't matter because you got all these dudes that are MMA trained. Oh, my gosh. So, like, you don't, you don't want to mess with a 120 pound no. guy. I might kill you. No, these dudes, that's what's so funny. These dudes who like lift weights and they're big and they walk around and they're like, oh, that guy's only 150. I'm like, that guy would kick your ass. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Some of these girls would kick your ass, too. I know, man. Yeah. I would not want to mess with people in the, the ring. train, right. I'm, I'm not even going to try to have like a, act like I'm a big guy or anything. No, man. Um, now, you talk about um, the importance of starting your business when you're broke. Why do you think that's something that people should do? Because there's a lot of people that listen to your podcast, which everyone should download, the MFCEO Project, correct? Yep, yep. Make sure you guys go check it out. You do it once a week? Uh, tw- twice a week. Twice a week. So we have a full-length episode on Tuesdays and then a 
10 minute episode called Thursday Thunder on Thursdays. Oh, that's a yeah. good name. Yeah. I like that. Name. So that's all motivation on Thursday. Yeah. Tuesday's practical entrepreneurial yeah. mindset advice. Yes. Um, and then get it at iTunes or the MCEOproject.com. Yeah. Yep. yep. Right. Um, and you talk about building a business while you're broke. And I know there's a lot of people that listen to you and there's people who are here who are beginners or just getting out of college or whatever, or maybe they're leaving a career and they're starting something. They want to try something on their own. Why do it when you're broke? Um, or that mentality. Yeah. Least. So I call that zero option mentality. Um, it's something I talk about a lot on the podcast. Uh, basically you want to get yourself in as much, in much of a situation as possible to where you don't have an option, but to succeed. Mm. Um, you know, people use the idea of, I don't have the funds or I don't have the resources. I don't have this as an excuse so often. I hate and I, that dude, because I'm like, dude, this is the best thing you could ever Ugh. have. It is the best thing you could Getting ever have. Getting the investment is not going to help you no, in my mind. It's you're gonna just going to go you. spend it. Right. And then you're not going to be resourceful. Right. And you could think about this. Think about this. So you have you who has zero resources, and then you have your competition who's got rich parents or an investor or inheritance or some other thing that you don't have yeah. in your own mind. Right. But he's got resource, quote unquote resources. To Money. You. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, to get successful, are going to have to go out. Get creative and think. You're going to have to become resourceful. You're going to have to get yourself uh, solutions to problems that money can't buy. Yes. Okay? And that is going to all bank in your little pea brain as competitive advantage over the long haul. Mm -hmm. So let's say 10 years later, you have you who has 10 years worth of creative lessons, resourcefulness, innovation, creative solutions. And then you have your competitor who was able to buy his way into the market because his mom and dad gave him 10 million bucks. This dude hasn't learned shit for 10 years, okay? He has bought his way into his market share, and then all of a sudden you guys converge, and you have to compete. Who's going to win that battle? Mm. The creative guy is always going to win. The resourceful guy is always going to win because he's going to be able to figure out how to get the most result for the least amount of money and be effective. And, and people want to, they want to jump from day one to day 10 by getting some big seed money or big investment. And dude, I don't care how much money I've made. I try to pretend like I'm broke every single day in the way that I think, because it forces me to create new solutions and innovate in my brain, Mm -hmm. you know? And and so when people say, oh, like you said, I don't, I hate it when people say that I do too, because you're missing the point of what the entrepreneurial journey is about. It's about taking an idea it's about executing on the idea. And it's not about having the perfect plan. It's about your ability to adjust and create and Im- improvise your way through this path. Mm-hmm. You know, And so many people, especially with the way the internet is right now, you and I have talked about this many times, you got these make trillion dollars in 12 month guys <laughs> advertising <laughs> shit on the internet. Yeah, yeah. And these young kids, they think that that's, what they sh- that's the way it goes. Right. And it's just not. Yeah. You know, you're not going to go it takes from- time. Dude, it takes time and you want the lessons, you know, dude, we're going to be in business for 30, 40 years, you know, calm down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, dude, some of the best times I had in business were when I was broke. Yeah. Like, dude, and we were living in the back of that store and we were like buying 12 packs of natural light and beer bonging them in the back. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And just trying the- to make a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, so we could go out and, 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 you know, go get pizzas and shit. Yeah. Like that was fun, dude. Yeah. And people don't realize like. You don't want to skip that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a cool part of, of the journey. Um, you know, it's not all about the money, man. The yeah. money the money makes things a little more interesting, but 
you know, at the end of the day, it, it re- and this sounds corny, right? It's about the journey, but it really is about <laughs> is, the journey, man. you know, and you don't want to try to jump past uh, all the good stuff that you're going to experience because mm-hmm. you're in some sort of hurry. Because not only yeah. are you going to miss all this cool stuff, you're going to discount uh, your education to level zero, you know, by getting somebody to, to give you X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, if somebody had given me a million dollars the day that I started, I would have I, I blown it in a week. Yeah. You know, oh, we could do this, we could do that. Dude, I don't care how much money you have. Time is a factor in business. You know, like it takes people uh, as, you know, we talked earlier about the human relationship mm-hmm. part and connection part of, of uh, business. It takes people time to like and trust and become loyal to a concept. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see people who spend, they get these big $40 million uh, Super Bowl commercials. And you never hear from them again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, dude, you can't buy your way into a market. It no. comes through Doesn't trust. matter how creative the commercial is, no. how funny, right. catchy. Maybe they'll remember you for three weeks. Right. But they're not going to stay with you for a lifetime. Exactly. As if you built them a relationship. Exactly. And, you know, that's something you do great is you're building consistent content you know something with my podcast as well i've been around for over four years with the podcast so many new podcasters come out and say well how do i get this many downloads really quick i'm like you gotta like my Dude, first you gotta pay your dues, <laughs> yeah, bro. my first year i i got seven hundred thousand downloads the whole year yeah right yeah now we're getting more than double that a month right but it's like because i've been consistent every single week yeah. for over four years yeah you can't just no. hope in 30 days you're going to be like the top of the charts and stay there. No. And and the other thing is, is you, you're hitting on it. Like, you've got to be diligent to be consistent. Like, dude, we do Tuesdays and Thursdays yeah. every week. We've done that for two and a half years now. Yeah. You know, our podcast is growing. It's getting big. And it's not just about creating something. It's about getting it out there in a consistent way as well. Right. And I talk about a lot of authors come to me and say, well, how do you make it, you know, a bestseller? I'm like, because I'm constantly promoting. Yeah. And something you do so well is like you're constantly creating unique content to share to the world that adds value consistently. Thank you. If you just posted uh, a podcast and said, and then just hope people find it, it's not going to happen. No. You've got to put it out there no. and tease people to get in there. Right. Well, and constantly. That's, that, so that brings up a whole other point, all right? Mm-hmm. That's the lack of patience and the lack yeah. of, of consistency. And so what we have now, and, and I... I, we have, you have a pretty big uh, millennial audience, I would say, right? Yeah, it's uh, broad, but yes, it's yeah. there too. So I want to talk to those guys just for a minute, sure, um, because they get a bad bad rap, yep. in my opinion. Um, my company is made up of all millennials except five people, all right, and they are the hardest working, best employees, best team that you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And you anybody, find the hungry ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, so I, it's not that they're not hungry. Because I see all this stuff that's put out. Like I saw a Simon Sinek's interview yes. where he said, and I thought for the most part he was spot on, but he said something that, that irked me in that interview. And he said, millennials want to want to have a, they work for a purpose, whatever that means. And the thing about hmm. working for a purpose is that we're in a situation where business is so transparent that for us to get customers to become loyal to us, we have to go and lead with purpose first. If we lead with profit, they're going to see through it. Right. So we've got to solve their problems. Otherwise, they're going to post about it. They're going to talk about it. They're going to share about it. And people are going to know that you don't give a shit about your customers instantly. Yeah. All right. So you're dead. Here's the great thing about millennials. Millennials are awesome because they do care about purpose and they do care about solving a problem. They do care about creating impact over money. And when you care about those things first, the money is always there. So millennials are the ultimate people to work with 
when it comes to, to building a company. However, what the reason they're getting a bad rap is because we have all these older gray hair, gray beard managers and CEOs. Mm. They're saying these guys, they don't, they're not motivated by money. Well, why don't you consider this, that it might not be them. That's the problem. It's you. It's you're trying to motivate them the way that you were motivated when you were 20 years old by getting an extra spiff or an extra commission or an extra this because financially, you know, uh, financial hunger was more important in that generation. So we have a situation where we have this amazing workforce who is able to solve problems being driven by purpose and they're getting this bad reputation mm-hmm. for no reason. Right. Okay. And w- when we talk about, uh, a minute ago, we were ta- what we were talking about was being consistent and being patient. That's that's the downfall of the millennials. Okay, so it's they not want the- it now. Yes, and, but you can't blame them for wanting it now because yeah. think about how you you and I grew up. Right, um, we didn't have, you know, we, we 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 were like the last generation that grew up with like old technology. Yes, and then now we're a new technology. I got a cell phone when I was seventeen. Exactly, and I was the first one in my high school to get a cell exactly. phone. Exactly, me too. But it wasn't like you know a smartphone. It was right. like it was like a flip phone. Yeah, you know? Startup. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. right. So like uh, singular. That yeah. was my uh, provider. Right, singular. <laughs> right, right. So so you you have to understand these people who are now twenty years old to twenty five years old, and they're very young. They grew up in a situation with social media, with texting, with uh, with you know. Everything instant. instant gratification. Yes, yes. Everything instant. Information instant. 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 You couldn't do. There wasn't Google when I was starting a no, business. No. I couldn't get on the on the inter- what was the internet? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I had to read a newspaper. Yeah. You know, dude, I had a fucking beeper. Yellow pages. Dude, stuff. a beeper. I remember. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, yes. my girlfriend in high school, she wanted to say I love you. She had like text me like the code of yes. the beeper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Morse code. Right. Yeah. So like, you can't blame a whole generation of people uh-huh. because they were raised in a in a time in an era that doesn't really cultivate patience. So when I say I want to speak to the millennials, you guys have to work on your patience because what Lewis is saying about mm. being consistent with you know, putting out content every single day for a year or you know, working on your business every single day, all day for five years to build a multi-million dollar brand, that's not going to change. So you have to understand, you guys, you guys have awesome asset by being purpose-driven and you're, you're set up because you understand technology, but please understand that patience part of it is not going to change. It's still going yeah. to take time. It's always going to take time for us to adopt a concept, for us to become, uh, to like a concept, to trust a concept, to become loyal to a concept when, when we're buying things. It's going to be no different if you're selling things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. if you're a millennial entrepreneur listening to this, dude, remember, use the technology, but don't rely on it and think that shit's going to happen like it has your whole life. The yeah. patience aspect, the time aspect of human psychology is always going to be there. Absolutely. That's a great segment there. And when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game, or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. 
And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash L-E-W-I-S. One of the things that I think is important is that any entrepreneur today, I believe, needs to have a purpose behind their mission, behind their business. Right. Otherwise, you're not going to get the millennial customers no. who want to buy because of a purpose. They want to believe. They want to consume something, right. whether it's supplements or uh, a service, software, whatever it is, clothing line. It's, they want to be attached to a mission bigger than just that's product. Right. That's right. And that's why I think it's so important to talk about what our purpose is as a company right. or as, an, as a business owner, as right. an entrepreneur, right. as opposed to just creating courses, like give some of that for a bigger purpose right. back to something right. and have that be, lead with your mission that way. Right. And what do you guys do about that with your company? Well, so, you know, my, my biggest thing with, with first form, I'm going to talk about that because it's, yeah. it's, it's a global brand now. Yeah. Um, $160 million a year, right? Yeah, yep. and we're selling national and international. Yeah. And we've got 3,000 outside reps. We're Amazing. not multi-level. We do direct rep program. Um, we call it the Legionnaire program. So we, we go out, we find people who, uh, you know, trainers, influencers, regular mm -hmm. people who want to start a business. Yep. And we teach them everything how to do it. Now, we don't have them do all the annoying stuff that like, you know. Signing people up. Right, yeah, it's yeah. none of that. It's, it's but they're a, selling yes, products. They're, they're representatives of the brand. They sell product, they make money. Um, so what's different between that and in like affiliate commissions? Um, like influencer just makes money off commissions. So it's basically, it's, you know, it's very similar. Yeah. So it's uh, it's actually the same thing. A lot of it's just in person. You know what got I mean? Got it, got it. Um, so the the thing is, is you have to understand people and, and they want to be a part of something. Okay. We all have a need to, to feel a part of something. And so many brands right now, are discounting this aspect of their business. Mm -hmm. Now, and the aspect I'm talking about is culture, okay? Now, if you want to look at a case study on culture, let's look at Harley Davidson, all right? You can go to any tattoo parlor on the face of the earth and they will have a book of Harley Davidson tattoos. Wow. That's culture. That's people saying, dude, I belong to this. No matter what color I am, no matter what gender I am, no matter what sexual orientation I am, no matter what... If I ride a Harley and I meet another person that rides a Harley, we're automatically connected. Okay. That's culture. Mm. And so many brands are not understanding that that is the ultimate competitive advantage that you can create because once people decide 
that they're a part of something, it's very hard for them to decide that they're not a part of something. All right. So for example, like, let's say just use Harley, for example, victory motorcycles, which is a terrific brand. They make Mm -hmm. an excellent motorcycle. Some would even say far superior than Harley, but people will not switch because they don't have a culture, mm. right? Because if you ride up to the like har- community, that's right, like a- right. And so it insulates you from your competition, as strong culture does. Wow. So, you know, all these people are trying to compete on price or trying to compete on, you know, all these different things. When it, when Price, really, quality, it doesn't really, matter. What, really what they should be doing is trying to create a situation where customers feel engaged with the brand 100% to where they're loyal. And that comes through a multitude of different things. And, and, and purpose is the biggest part of it. So like with our brand, our big initiative with Purpose is that, dude, we include everybody. I don't care if you're a fitness star with 10 million followers, which we have those, or if you're, the, if you're a mom who's got to lose 200 or 300 pounds, you know, we're, we're inclusive. We want people to feel a part of our family. We want people to understand mm. that fitness is not just for these people who look beautiful on the internet. Dude, the people who need fitness the most are the ones that are most terrified of going into a gym. And, and that's a culture in our industry that is very toxic because why should you know somebody who's 200 pounds overweight that needs to go to the gym the most be afraid to go to the fucking gym? Right. That's not right. You know? And so then that comes from massive egos, people who look down, you know, make jokes. Uh, and dude, it's just, uh, you know, we're not about that, man. We're about creating a community of, of help. You know, the people who have the 10 million followers who are fitness experts are out there holding the hands of, you know, the mom who needs to lose 250 pounds mm-hmm. and showing them how to do it. Yeah. And that's the difference with our brand is, wow. is it's not, it's not, Hey, look at us. It's, Hey, you're a part of us. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's powerful. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who's looking to create a culture then if they're like, well, I don't know how to do that. Okay. So how do we, you know, how do we empower our community to like that's be a the great, heroes? That's a great question. Um, it's, it's very, it's, it's actually a very simple answer. Mm. Identify the core values that you stand for. So what your company stands for, what does it stand for? What, what, what are you trying to do? What, what are the actual values? You know, do the right thing, go the extra mile for people, take initiative to help people, um, you could define those, okay? So define half a dozen or, or a dozen core values that your company lives by and then communicate to your employees and your and your customers in those core values. And if you do that, the culture will naturally form. Mm. So, um, mo- so, so kind of create a, a value statement or right. a list. And- it's just real easy. We have 10, you know, and then we go through and, and when we talk, we talk about those values and, mm. and it's just communicating and obviously living the brand through those values. Right. So like all of our marketing uh, all of our advertisement, all of our content, all of our products, all of our service, everything aligns with that. Mm-hmm. So um, when mm-hmm. you you know when you build when you build a, a product that aligns with those values and you're living it by example and you're always speaking about it, eventually people start to fall in line. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think is missing? Um, what are people missing in providing a quality service today in business? Mm. I think today the biggest missing gap when it comes to quality service comes from the fact that the lack of patience again. Okay. I think a lot of people are, they're so focused on today's ROI that mm-hmm. they lose the, the perspective of what a customer is worth over the, the lifetime. Right. And so I think that's the biggest part that's missing right now is the understanding that the way you grow a, a, a multi-million, you know, a nine figure, a billion dollar brand is by retaining people and getting people to go out and tell the stories for you. Because now we live in this situation where, like we talked about earlier, social media is an accelerator for the story. So 
15 years ago, if you did a really cool thing for a customer, they could tell three people and, right. and, and you know, maybe, maybe 10 would know about it right now. It's spread. Hundreds can know instantly. So take some of the money that you're using to try to acquire all these customers and put it back towards, you know, the stories that you could create through great service mm-hmm. and let them grow your brand for you. You know what amazing. I mean? Yeah. So, uh, we have these amazing tools with social now for us to do that and nobody's doing it. Yeah. You know, people are because of Facebook ads and affiliates and all the, all the stuff that's out there right now, everybody's focused on, on acquiring. No one's focused on retaining or creating loyalty. And if you can be somebody who, who focuses on retaining and creating loyalty, these people have the ability to build your brand for you through the word of mouth. And that's how we buy. Yeah. How do we buy things? Why do you buy the shoes that you wear? Why do you buy the shirt that you wear? You don't buy it because you saw a commercial on TV. We bought it because somebody that we admire or respect in that way or think is cool, we, we saw them wear it. Right. Yes. And we're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might not have told us to buy it, yeah. but- I bought the LeBron James shoes recently because right. I like LeBron. Right, exactly. He's wearing them. Right. You know, it's like, right. yeah. <laughs> and that's why we buy. We don't yeah. buy because a company tells us. We buy because a person tells us. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that's the biggest gap missing right now is that people are not utilizing the power of social media mm. and social connection to tell great stories. And where do you think your business would be if you didn't have influencers promoting? I just started that. And, dude, I haven't paid. First Form has not paid uh, one one uh, influencer until 2017. And we, really? we grew to $120 million without spending a dollar on advertising, all based around uh, the stories aspect wow. we're talking about. Wow. So all organic growth. Um, and what has influencers done for you then, I guess, in the last few months? It's, it's, it's still, I mean, it's helped us. So, so basically, the purpose of, of influencers is to get new eyeballs on the brand, right? Um, but we want, it, we, want to help, we want people to look at our brand be excited about the brand, possibly join the brand if they're a good fit. If they're not a good fit, I don't want them. Right. You know what I mean? And then become loyal to the brand. So mm-hmm. basically, it just gives us a chance to gain you know, more eyeballs. It's right. not, uh, hey, I want to sell these people something today. Right. I want to capture them forever. Yeah. You know? So That's powerful. Yeah. And I mean, um, most of our athletes are all just regular people who, who they're not like these paid celebrities. They're yeah. people who have regular jobs, who live regular lives, who use fitness to enhance those lives and set a real realistic expectation of what, you know, that lifestyle should be. Right. You know, right. like, dude, this this stuff of like, you know, I, I work out seven hours a day. That's not realistic, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody's doing that. You're not living a life. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's so. cool. Um, and I want a few more questions. One is, as you've grown, you've got more and more employees, right? You've got mm-hmm. a bigger mirror team. How did you go from essentially being you in a store with a buddy or two to managing a team? And what's the difference between managing and leading a team? Oh, man. Well, uh, the growth happened organically. Like yeah. a lot of people, I think, uh, in business make a mistake where they try to um, have employees or have people in this department or that department before they actually need them mm-hmm. because they want to quote unquote play. I call it play business. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have this person. I want to have that person. Yeah. Dude, don't hire people until you need it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's certain exceptions to that. Like, like great customer service people can actually turn into uh, a positive, you know, cash flow situation where you're actually able to service more people and make more money. It's an investment. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the growth happens organically, but the difference between managing and leading, uh, you know, to me, 
And I think if you ask 10 people, they're going to get 10 different answers, you know, which is why it's a cool question. I think managing is um, the enforcement of policy. And I think leading is inspiring people to be the best that they can be. And I think that's the difference. You know, yeah. you have a good manager. Uh, they can enforce the rules. They can mm -hmm. make sure nobody's, you know, messing up. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're going to stifle potential of all your employees. You're not going to have uh, the growth that you would have amongst those, the personal development growth, which is what you need in a company because you want people to come in, move up, succeed, create, you know, new career opportunities because if they grow, you grow and everybody's mm -hmm. happy. Um, so a manager will stifle those things. I think a leader will bring those things out. Mm, that's, that's powerful. Yeah. 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 Um, this question is called the three truths. And if this was the last day for you many years from now, and you only got to share three final thoughts, and there was no other content about you out there, you write kids' books as well. We forgot to mention you've yeah. got other content constantly you're putting out there. But if all this stuff you weren't able to share anymore and you only had three things you could say, that would be the lessons you leave behind to the world, what would those three truths be? I think the first thing would be always do the right thing. Always do what you feel is right. And sometimes what you feel is right is going to be wrong, but I feel like if the intention is always that you're, that you're trying to do the right thing, you can always recover even when it's wrong and make it right. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that's the first thing. I've been very fortunate with that mentality. Mm -hmm. um, two is give more than you take. I feel like if you give more than you take, uh, you're always going to feel good about everything that you have in your life. You're not going to feel guilty about the blessings that you have or the fortunates, the good things that you have. I see a lot of guys who feel like they don't deserve what they have. Mm. And I feel like that's because they've taken it all and not, not given more. Um, I feel like we all have, um, the internal drive to contribute and be a part of something. And I think that, you know, giving, uh, is a big part of that. I really feel like for me personally, giving is, is, creates much more happiness in, in my day-to-day -day life than yeah. anything else. Yeah. Um, third, uh, I don't know. Th those, are, those first two ones are the main ones. I think third, uh, if we're going to make it a business thing, um, it would be to always focus on making impact or making a dollar. Uh, I think, you know, people get so focused on making a dollar that they lose the idea that we're here to provide a solution, we're here to provide an impact, and that's what makes the dollars. So focus on the impact and forget about the dollars. And the bigger impact you make, the dollars will naturally come. Um, you know, that's that's a little bit more business minded, but I think the first two cover my yeah. life. Yeah, it's great. You know, so uh, this is a question, fun question I like to ask people: If you had a tattoo on your forehead for the rest of your life that was in reverse, mm -hmm. that you could only see when you're in the mirror, yeah, uh, what would that tattoo say? It was a word or a phrase. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, you know me, dude, you've known, yeah. you know me for a few years. I have a tendency to get super riled up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you listen to my podcast or follow me, like, you know, that's how most people know me, Yeah. you know, and, uh, I, I'm, I'm impatient and I'm intense and I want to win today. And, and so that's why I can relate with the millennials so well, because mm. dude, I want it today too. Yeah. I've just learned through experience that, you know, your cake, it, just cause you turn the oven up to 800 degrees doesn't mean it's going to bake twice as fast. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I've just learned that I've burned enough cakes to know that. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, you know, calm down, I think, uh, would be a good one for me because, you know, I, I, I have such an amazing team and staff and they put up with me. It's like, yeah. dude, if you knew 
like how I awesome see your snaps. Yeah, yeah, these, yeah. Well, <laughs> I see your snaps. Yeah. I mean, these guys, but like even like my brother who runs First Form day to day, and my business partner, and uh, my my other you know guys who are just the key people. You know, they've all taken the time to understand my character. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like, dude, I'm intense and I want to win. And when shit gets screwed up, I'm like a monster. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, <laughs> and they deal with it. And so I'm trying to work on, you know appreciating everybody for who they are a little bit more and not just for like us trying to win in business. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's, it's made my life a lot, a lot more fun. That's good. Yeah. Uh, if you had an unlimited amount of money right now that you could, that you had to put towards solving one challenge in the world or one issue or concern mm-hmm. or thing, and you had to use the money on that thing and it would solve that thing in the world, whether it be a disease or issue, emotional issues, whatever it may be. What would you do with that money? Man, that's a hard question. I think I would use it to fix the education system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the traditional education system is broken. I think it teaches people to live inside a box that is uh, that is predetermined by other people who have never been outside the box. And I would use it to evolve our education system to somehow um, be more accommodating to people who maybe think about different career paths other than just going out and getting a nine to five job. You know what I mean? Um, I had a very hard time in school because I've always been an entrepreneur. You know, I was a CD student all through school and struggled, you know, because I was, I always knew like these dudes would be up there teaching. I'd be like, I'm never going to do this. Not what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave here. I'm going to go sell baseball cards. You know what I mean? Like I was not interested in it. So, and there was never a Avenue for me to like, besides what I did in my own time to like cultivate that skill, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is what's cool now. Right. Like, cause you could buy from people who are entrepreneurs, real entrepreneurs. There's a select few of them that you could buy their courses and learn how to be an entrepreneur. You couldn't do yeah. that when I was growing up yeah. or when you were growing up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I think the education system could be improved tremendously, uh, to help people, Cause I struggle with that. Right. Like I was a CD student and I'm, I'm being told I'm stupid. Yeah. I'm being told I'm never, dude, I had a guidance counselor tell me straight up, uh, that, that I, you know, Hey, look, uh, you're like a CD student, Andy, you know, guys like you, they don't really do that well in college. You know, you might want to look at just like, you know, maybe getting in the family business or work construction or, you know, and I'm thinking like, dude, I don't want to do that. Like, you know, and I'm not stupid. Yeah. You know, you're stupid, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and, uh, y- you know, I, I just think that, I think that's a problem. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a major problem with, yeah. with that needs to be solved. Sure. Well, it's good. It'd be a good place to put the money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, if this mic was connected to every person on the planet right now and everyone put on headphones and it was a direct line to everyone's ears Yeah. and you got 30 seconds to say a message. What would you say? Oh, man. Everyone would hear it. Everyone? Everyone would have headphones in. I would think of like the dirtiest joke I could possibly <laughs> tell. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of them. No, I don't know, man. Like, uh, that's such a hard question. I think um, I would tell people straight up, like, look, you can analyze, you can think, you can, you can uh, guess, uh, you can plan, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to you starting and doing the work, you know? You have to go start. You have to go do. And you waiting is only delaying where you want to be. Um, 
you know, we hear it from all the, the good entrepreneur gurus that it's execution and it is, that's all it is. And so many mm. people want to wait until they get permission from someone to say, Oh, your plan's good. Or you could do this, or you could be a part of this, mm-hmm. which goes back to the education system, how we're programmed that they don't do anything. And at the end of the day, I'm not a smart guy. I'm just a guy who does shit, yeah. you know, and then I'm okay being wrong sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and I learn. So I, I would figure out a creative way to put that in 30 seconds. To <laughs> understand, <laughs> sure. you know, how to, uh, how to, how to be okay with failing, man. Be yeah. okay with doing things and, and learning lessons. Mm-hmm. Welcome those things. Yeah. You know? I love it. I yeah. love it. Uh, check out the mfceoproject.com. Yep. Correct? Yep. Or go to the MFCEO Project on iTunes. Download the podcast for every Tuesday and Thursday. Yep. Yep. Entrepreneurial information and then motivation on Thursday, Thursday yep. Thunder. Um, check out firstform.com. Yep. Check out, uh, you've got kids' books that are awesome as well. What yeah, else do you have thank going you. on? Yeah, um, the kids' books are cool. It's uh, it's the passion project for me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, I, I had a, uh, uh, I was on my way to speak at Sundance Film Festival a couple of years ago, and and I was, I was crabby. I wasn't in a good mood. Yeah. And I was like, because like, dude, you know, you speak a lot. So yeah. like, do you ever get? And, and I want, I was. This is a good question to ask you. Like, mm-hmm. do you ever get like frustrated that you feel like people are not listening? Like they, like you're gonna go up there and pour your heart out and give this information, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna do anything. Like, I just want them to do frustrating. it. Frustrating. Yeah, dude. Like, I just, I just want you to go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so it's it is frustrating. So yes. I was in one of those moods where I was like, you know, dude, I don't even want to do this because I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a great job. I'm gonna tell these people the truth, and they're gonna go out and look for some other answer. Yeah. You know, and and that's so why I started talking it out. I'm like, you know, we need to meet. We need to. We need to hit these people like before they've got all these pre-formed notions in their head. And I'm like, we need like a like a teenager book. And then I and then I'm like, no, because they're already like messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, man, you know what? I should write a kids book. Mm. And I and like I because my brand, you know, the MFCO stands for Mother CEO. Right. Like it's <laughs> yeah. more high profanity. Uh, you know, it's intense. Yes. And so everybody, we were on a plane and there was like five other people on the plane and they started laughing. And then I looked up and, and then they, everybody got quiet at once and they were like, oh dude, that's actually a great idea because it's, it, mm. it's a story in itself. Like here's this crazy dude right. writing kids books. Sure, sure. So uh, we came up with this idea for kids books. It's, um, it's called, the series is called Otis and Charlie's Hardworking Tales. And it's about, mm-hmm. it's based on the characters of my two actual dogs. Yeah. You know, and it, it goes through and uh, it's a series of eight books and it goes through and it teaches um, parents. It's really a tool for parents mm-hmm. to teach their kids uh, how, you know, to communicate entrepreneurial lessons when maybe themselves weren't an entrepreneur. Because right. I, a lot of the questions I get were from parents. How do I teach my kids this even though I've never done this? Right. Okay. So we created this as a set of tools for parents That's who, cool. who wanted to um, – you know, instill these values in their children, but maybe hadn't lived those values themselves. Yeah. So it's, it's very simple things, you know, like you, you work competition, you, you know, you work hard, you get rewarded. Sim- simple mm, things. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean? But uh, in a fun, kids get way. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. And where can people get that? Uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. It's called, what's called? Otis again? and Charlie's hardworking tales. I like it. Yeah. It's a good title. Yeah. Um, very cool, man. Uh, well, before I ask the final question, Andy, I want to acknowledge you for a moment for your incredible gift and charisma to get a message across in a simple way for people to consume it who maybe weren't as smart in school and to be able to use it to take action in their life. Thank you, man. I know you help so many people just from your team at First Form, from the people that are 
uh, taking the supplements to help them get better in their life, from the education you teach people about how to live a healthy lifestyle and, and fitness, from uh, your audience, all the people that consume your information, they're all benefiting in a powerful way. So Thank you. I want to acknowledge you for using your gifts to make an impact. Thank you. And and be for good as opposed to for bad. Thank you, brother. Yeah. It means yeah, a lot, man. man. Of course, man. Thank of course. You. Final questions. What's your definition of greatness? Um, the pursuit of fulfillment of potential. I think that potential is always going to be a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. And if you gauge your greatness off of um, fulfilling your potential, you're never going to, you're never going to feel successful or greatness uh, because it's going to slide. You're going to, you're going to pursue this. You're going to improve. Your skills are going to improve and, and, and your potential is going to expand. Yes. And I feel like as long as you're pursuing this and constantly growing and constantly pursuing, mm-hmm. um, the natural principles that evolve from that process are going to create greatness and one's potential. So my man. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming. Thank on. you, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it, man. Yeah. There you have it. Super inspiring episode. If you enjoyed this, share it with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 485. And make sure to tag me at Lewis Howes and Andy Frisella over on Instagram, on Twitter. Post a photo that you're listening to this and tag me on your Instagram story, on your Instagram post, on Twitter and Facebook, and let me know what you enjoyed the most out of this. We've got some incredible guests coming up in the following weeks. Uh, if this is your first time here, make sure to click the subscribe button over on iTunes.com slash greatness. Or if you're listening to this on your podcast app, just click the subscribe button. Make sure to share this with your friends. We get over 2 million downloads a month, and it's all because of you guys. You guys spread the message. You're emailing your friends. You're tweeting your friends. You're texting your friends. You're just telling people word of mouth to listen, and it's making a difference. It's making an impact to so many people who are struggling, who have adversity, to overcome that and to go closer to the light and achieve their own vision. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for spreading the message and for continually listening every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when we put these out. I love you guys, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium bang and a Lufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range in a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley. 
for the love of home. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 